Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. This is our fun food and drink focused podcast where we just talk about bars and restaurants and eats and drinks around San Diego. I'm Aaron with San Diego Magazine. Uh, I have Troy Johnson, my co-host, as always. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing doing really well. I'm in the middle of a perfect bar, um, which is a San Diego-based company, which I I guess is the biggest bar in the world or something like that. It's crazy. It's (laughs) It's a very big, popular bar. We have a co-founder today. It feels like a lack of regret. You know what I mean? It feels like a good choice. I don't make very many. Deliciousness uncompromised. (laughs) There you go. Bill Keith, the co-founder, chiming right in. And you're also the CEO of San Diego Base Perfect Bar. We are going to talk with Bill uh, in depth a little bit later during our special guest segment. Uh, We have Archana Ram and David Martin here from the magazine. David's the guy to call if you want to sponsor this podcast or have us come out to your bar or restaurant, place of business and, and Facebook Live and all that jazz from wherever. Archana is our food editor and travel expert at the magazine. Uh, and, and if you are doing good vegetarian food, Arsha is also vegetarian. She gives so us a it, nice perspective. Mm-hmm, she gives you a nice perspective. She can come down and try your, your vegetarian food. But I have a husband who enjoys meat and cocktails and wine, so I can bring somebody who can chime in on the other ha- half. <laughs> yes. That's good. Exactly. So you're, you're partially normal in the household. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's about a little balance in the world. That's what we all need. Uh, we always start off our podcast with Hot Plates, news about the restaurant scene. We'll talk with, with Bill Keith um, in depth, but you know, feel free to, to chime in and give us, give us your opinions and your knowledge. And then we have an, uh, a hot topic, a doozy. A Constellation doozy. laid off all their craft sales craft people. Craft beer we'll sales are down. Cannabis sales are up. We'll talk about that later. Interesting. Uh, and then we always end with two people 50 bucks, our mm-hmm. own personal recommendations of what we've been eating and drinking lately. So Archie, take it away with hot plates. So we've mentioned this restaurant before, but now it's officially open. Simsim is now serving shawarma in Kearney Mesa. So the chef and co-founder, um, this guy Ibrahim Al-Sharif, he worked in luxury hotels in Jordan, Kuwait, Bahrain, the UAE, and he moved from Jordan to San Diego to launch Simsim. And the design is beautiful. It's by Bells and Whistles, who if you don't know, they've done mm-hmm. Campfire, um, they did Starlight. They've done a lot of San Diego projects. They did Lola uh, 55, yep. which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a beautiful place for shawarma and cream. I love it. Yeah, shawarma, you're basically talking about marinated, um, you know, beef that they usually have on the, um, you know, the big spits mm-hmm. in there. But they're also doing you know, doing a lot of bowls with it because shawarma, which we've always known, has gone on in a flatbread, you know. And I think that you know, carbs have, you know, they they killed my mom. <laughs> you know, they my mom's still alive. No, no, that sounded that. really that sounded bad. really bad. <laughs> you know, but I mean, carbs have become you know a public enemy number one. You know, and I think that they're doing a little bit more healthy, straight protein sort of, um, you know, variations on it. You know, so. It's a good idea. I mean, basically, everybody's getting rid of, rid of the bread if they've had a bread-based product for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how this guy found San Diego and then Kearney Mesa. Well, there's quite a big Middle Eastern population mm-hmm. in San Diego. There's a huge Chaldean population. I mean, but to go from luxury hotels abroad to a may- restaurant, maybe in San he Diego? got jaded, and maybe he just wanted to be with a nice us place. Plebeians. Hey, I don't know. Aaron. <laughs> I, don't, I just wonder. Aaron, it's called the weather. It's I guess. I don't know. I just have so many questions. It's like I need that question answered immediately if someone came from somewhere exotic. What was your input on this, Bill? I saw you. Oh. Yeah, you know, this is a hotbed for creativity. You look at the different companies that are here. You have Stone. You have, um, of course, Us. You have uh, Suja. Companies are coming into this area because, A, the talent's here. And, again, the weather. So mm. we came down here because my mom moved down here. And we needed brothers and sisters to help in the early days. Uh-huh. I'm the oldest of 13 kids. Holy and shit. Yeah, 13 of us. <laughs> Did my you dad not read that story <laughs> I sent you? <laughs> oh, my God. My dad actually had seven other kids as well. So my wait, dad wait, had wait. 20 kids. <laughs> yes. Oh, and we're, we're not Mormon. I knew about we're the 13. Not Catholic. <laughs> That's the first thing people ask. You're not ask. Mormon and you're not Catholic. <laughs> 
Amazing. So, so no, but uh, you know, mom was down here, all these kids, that's what helped basically start the company. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I get it. When I hear different folks coming down here, A, you have a talent pool of folks in the food industry. You have a lot of creativity, um, so it's understandable. And it's quality of life. I mean, you can you attract the best people. No, like, I'm not questioning. I guess I just, I don't know. Yeah. I always just need to know that. Um, tell me about Miss B's Coconut Club. So um, the people behind Miss B's, which is in Mission Beach, and Park 101, oh. which is in Carlsbad, are bringing a new restaurant bar space to North Park. Maybe you've seen this very cool, it's black on the exterior uh, building in North Park. It's a residential building called the Louisiana. So the restaurant's going to be... The Louisiana Purchase. Mm-hmm. So Purchase stuff at the Louisiana. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's indoor-outdoor. It's got plants. It's kind of dark and cavernous, too, too, even though it's got the indoor-outdoor. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it. And they're going to do southern food and southern cocktails and whatnot. It know. looks really cool. I mean, the building stands out when you drive. It's on off of University, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, David? Yep. Yep. He's our North Park resident, <coughs> Normal Heights resident. Yeah, I don't think you could actually build a building that where people live if you don't have, like, a restaurant or a coffee shop on, on the bottom floor of it anymore. It's I really crazy. like this. Mm-hmm. I like this move. But the mixed use, which we've always said things are mixed use and they're not really not. But I mean, now there really are starting to be mixed use where like little, little Italy's in other neighborhoods. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you imagine the deals should be good there. Mm -hmm. Louisiana purchase was the best deal of all time. (laughs) 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 She had really good deals. But that was good. Okay. Chula Vista. What what is Chula? Wait, really quick about Southern food, Troy. Are we feeling confident about Southern food? Southern food doesn't typically do so well in San Diego, I feel like. Southern food is a fantastic cuisine. And obviously you have places across the country like Husk and, you know, Sean Brock, who's made uh, Southern food at James Beard level and it's really made a comeback but it has struggled in San Diego because it is a fattier food you know it is you know a fattier cuisine than, than most it's heartier it's it's usually you know warm there's a lot of things in San Diego that San Diego isn't you know we're a cold food um, environment to be quite honest with you you know we have a lot of salads you got ceviches everything else you know because it's, it's nice year round and we're really health conscious you know the highest per percentage of triathletes in, in America that sort of thing you know we, we wear yoga pants and you know try not to look atrocious in them and mm-hmm. stuff like that <laughs> so I think it, you know, the heartier, right. you know, like stick to your ribs cuisine is always struggle. But if you put a little bit of the California spin on it, you adjust the recipes just so, I think it could do great. Crack Shack does well. Mm-hmm. Didn't we, I feel like that's one of the categories we always toy with, or you guys always toy with, is taking out of the best restaurants poll. Because there's just not a lot to contend yeah, with, right? I can't remember if we had it this Bud's year. Louisiana always gets it, but like Acme didn't work and... Yeah. Well, you know, just a lot of Southern food is Urban Solace, and they've been doing right. it for a long time, yep. you know? So, That's true. Yeah, th- there is definitely r- variations and riffs on it, you know? But, but if you're talking like, you know, you know, straight straight up cornbread and butter, I mean, yeah, you're not going to last oh, here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Okay, how about Chula Vista? There's a huge brew pub coming. Yep, so Novo Brazil Brewing, which already has a presence in Chula Vista, they're opening a 12,000 square foot brew pub at Ote Mesa Ranch Town Center in that former anthropology space space that closed down. So there's going to be a beer garden, a full restaurant with Brazilian food, the founder's Brazilian. There's going to be a dog-friendly patio. And last year, they've won awards. Last year, they were named the winner of Startup Brewery Challenge 9. It's a business pitch competition that the Craft Brew Alliance hosts. So it's going to be big for the South Bay. I think South Bay Rising, isn't that a hashtag? South Bay Uprising. Mm -hmm. Uprising. Mm -hmm. South Bay Uprising. I mean, this is a Chula Vista-based company, too, which I like. I mean, for winning that award, they get five thousand dollars, which is sweet, which is an amazing, but it's a barely, barely a dent in the you know, starting up your own brewery business, especially as big as this one's going to be. But I like this story because it is Tula based, based brewers and company. They're using Brazilian sugar cane. Um, they're importing some of the, the like uh, machines and everything that are used um, from Brazil. They're using like spices and and woods and everything else in their beer, like you know, to make um, the Brazilian like influenced beers. It, it just got a good story, so it's going to put a nice little spin 
Brazil being the San Diego of the South, you know, I mean, Brazil, it's a country, um, <laughs> but <laughs> let's say Rio or Sao yes. Paulo yes. being the San Diego's of the South, it's a very similar um, sort of environment, very similar culture, you know, and I think it'll do There's well. There's a lot of Brazilians Well, here. and Otay Ranch Town Center is a giant mall, so it also follows that trend of malls leaving retail and bringing in food, drink experience, that kind of thing. I think that's happening there just as much as it's happening at UTC. Just don't hear as much about it up here. Yeah, I was sad to see Venga Venga go there. I liked that place. Well, Venga Venga, yeah. That Every was... one of the seven places that has been in that space has been I good, know. but they all last like not I that know. long. I know. It's really interesting down there too because Venga Venga is obviously, uh, that was Richard Sandoval, right? Mm-hmm. So Richard Sandoval, you know, one of the best Mexican chefs in the country, you know, I mean, and, and Chula Vista having a great Latino population, you would think that it would do well. And there's, and it's a very, I mean, it's a very affluent Latino population down there too, but it's really struggle with restaurants. I imagine it'll do better with beer because everything does better with beer. <laughs> Um, We talked about this a little bit last week that a food hall is headed to Poway. It's going to be in this mixed-use space called The Outpost, and they actually just broke ground last week. So it's still a bit of ways away, but they're working on it. It's going to have more than 15 food vendors. It's going to have a full-service restaurant. And there's going to be a lot of restaurants and food stuff from Three LB, three pound. Troy, do you know? Which is three three pound, three LB, three either one. But I mean, this concepts. is Urge Gastro Pub. Mm-hmm. Who, I am a Poway High graduate, um, and I, as I have long bemoaned, there is very little to know to just um, morosely sad dining options out there. You know, I mean, it is just a culinary wasteland, to be quite honest with you. And, and the fact that, you know, the guys that brought you Urge, you know, are, are doing something out there, they've killed it. Brothers Provisions and Rancho Bernardo has done um, well, too. You know, these guys are doing a reasonably good job. It's funny because when I first saw um, Urge Gastro Pub there, I was like, oh, my God, another gastro pub. They hit all the bells and whistles. They hit every cliche in this market. I'm going to hate this place. Every time I've been in there, I've been really pleasantly surprised. Um, they're doing reasonably good food. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's a really nice place to hang out. The best thing in town, you know. So if they're opening up, again, another food hall, which every community needs. It's a lower mm. barrier for entry. You know, I mean, you can. it's kind of like a farmer's market. I mean, we'll talk to Bill here in a little bit about where he started. You know, but but you need that. Like, if you have a, a, a concept, you can't afford that brick and mortar, which yeah, is a exactly right. billion bucks, you know. So where, do we know where this is going to be? I'm trying to picture it in Poway. I have a perfect bar in my mouth. No, I don't. Know <laughs> somewhere, but Poway's like a large area. I just was wondering it's where. It's in Poway. I somewhere. Know Poway, Poway is a large area. And it, it's really interesting to me that it hasn't been done well with, you know, fine dining and everything. I realize it's a bedroom community and a lot of parents and things like that because, you know, parents don't get a chance to go out that much. You know, they're taking care of their children. They're eating mac and cheese. You know, but, you know, there's a really wealthy community. that really stereotyped parenting. Um, have, you ha- <laughs> have you had a child? Because I have. Two. And that's exa- it's exactly <laughs> what like Cowboy star. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. I know. Seriously. Once no, a month. I know. I'm just razzing you. <laughs> David says it's stereotyped mac and cheese more than anything. So, I think David eats his fair share of mac and cheese. So, so anyway. And he's so, not a parent. But you have a, you have a lot of money out there, too. Mm-hmm. You've got really wealthy. I mean, a lot of the San Diego Chargers, San Diego Pot. Well, oh, my God. Did oh, I just oh, say that? What? Um, a lot of the Chargers. <laughs> not a lot of the L.A. Chargers. Oh. Uh, it hurt. Yeah. A lot of the Chargers live out there. A lot of the Padres live out there. You know, um, I mean, it's where a lot of our professional athletes, because you can get land. You know, so hopefully they do well. 
Good for them. Okay, Hot Plates is done. Um, check your San Diego magazines for more Hot Plates. Archana has a column every month with 10 nuggets just like this. Mm-hmm. Troy also keeps a food news blog in between print issues at sandiegomagazine.com, so check that. He often has really cool photographs that you can't see anywhere else of cool new restaurants and mm-hmm. interviews with people. It's really fun. And if you'd like even more of that kind of exclusive content, you can become a San Diego Magazine insider now. This is kind of like an upgrade to becoming a subscriber to the magazine. Um, for a very small monthly fee, you can be sort of part of our insiders club um and with that there's all kinds of cool benefits free drinks discounts at some of the once a month free drinks and food at a, at a happy hour yeah oh yeah we'll have a, like a monthly happy hour where you can hang out with other insiders but then also just discounts like if you go out and eat at some of our favorite restaurants and some of our partners and friends of the magazine are offering really great discounts and two-for-ones and things like that we're also going to start offering like you know come tour the office every once in a while come watch a tape a podcast if you're into that it's a it's a nascent program for us but we did a lot of surveying and a lot of research our marketing team here really worked hard to to make it something that we know that um, readers, listeners, users want and they read, make it they quality. They weeded out the crap. Yeah, yeah. We they, don't, they we're not it. trying to get you, you know, give you discounts to stuff you don't want. We really did work hard mm-hmm. to, to research it. So I suggest you look into it. SDMag.com slash insiders. You'll hear more about it. I, There's I, a big I, campaign <laughs> coming. <laughs> <laughs> from our giant marketing staff. <laughs> um, okay, and now we have Bill Keith. I'm going to re-welcome you here, Bill. You are the co-founder and CEO of San Diego-based Perfect Bar, uh, known as the original refrigerated protein bar. Uh, Perfect Bar was founded in 2005 by the Keith family. You've already told us you have 13 brothers and sisters that were sharing uh, your dad's whole food protein bar recipe with the world. It's now available at 20,000 retailers nationwide. Uh, the bars are made with uh, freshly ground nut butters. That's the protein source. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Four sources of protein. You got the uh, milk, egg, rice, and nut butter. We also have a plant-based option as well. This um, is new. There's a new, it's a mocha brownie flavor, but that's plant-based. Yeah, There's chocolate walnut. walnut brownie, exactly. Okay. We also have a mocha um, mocha chimp, which is a coffee-flavored uh, um, bar, and that one's doing, you know, we just launched that one. Um, the big thing with us over the last few years, you know, it's, we've just seen rapid growth. We employ now 76 uh, folks in San Diego. We have 110 employees nationwide. Um, you know, we hear a lot of times this is a thir- this is an overnight success. Oh my gosh, congratulations! We've been 13 years in the making. We started in 2005. We've seen a lot of trends come and go. We saw the low fat trend come and go. We saw um, the carb conscious trend, which is still here a little bit. We have made our mark on the whole food nutrition, right? Whole food nutrition. We, we say we're in the real food movement um, with minimally processed foods, right? So whenever we come up with a formula um, for whatever flavor we're going to make, it has to follow these guidelines. It has to be project non-GMO or organic. It has to be minimally processed. We cold press and we don't use any preservatives. Um, so that's why you get that flavor that's unique to our bar. Um, of course, trying to break into the refrigerated set was really brutal in 2005. I would imagine because every other bar is on the shelf, you know, by the uh, exactly bars. by the yeah. Snickers bar. Well, and they we'd get lost. We'd be put next to the salsas. Or we'd the be burritos. Put next or to, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just random places: the guac, the yogurt, the juices. Now what the you're guy's like, seeing, I don't, I don't know. He's, he's like, I don't know what you do with that bar. Just dip it in salsa or something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. It's like, where where does this go? Where does this go? Exactly. Put it next to cookie dough. Um, and what we've, what we've found is we were able to create a story of, okay, you're going to need a set in the store, um, purposely for fresh snacking because folks are going to look for foods that are minimally processed that don't have the preservatives and that tastes good. 
And so we've been on this 13 year run trying to create this set. We now have retailers and stores across America coming to us saying, we need more innovation for this set. We need more options. Wow. We're one of the fastest growing bars in the country, right out of San Diego. Are the flavor combinations that we come up with are primarily through nut butters, but we're getting ready to become more of a snacking brand. We're coming out with a kids bar, which is a lower calorie bar, less sugar. Made of mac um, and cheese. Yes, <laughs> mac and cheese, exactly. Mac and cheese nut flavor. Nut butter is I was just in my life a lot lately. I feel like I hear a lot about nut butter. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, Stone, we had Stone and um, Greg from Stone a, a couple weeks He's ago. He's coming he, out with his nut butter line. We uh-huh. tasted it. Yeah. yeah. He was real into it. Yeah. yeah. The IPA tangerine is fantastic. I mean, the, you're talking about like what I've always wanted. I've always wanted a 7-Eleven with naturally not unprocessed foods. Like if mm-hmm. somebody did that bodega, like I did a brand, 7-Eleven type brand with only healthy foods, I think that it could do really well. Finally, I think we have enough momentum. The consumer demand. No, I agree. And you know, 7-Eleven, a lot of these C-stores are trying to get more female population into their stores because it Mm -hmm. tends to lean more male, right? the Slim Jim set. And you're exactly right. All these different Doritos, (laughs) whatever it might be. So they're, you know, we're, we're on the cutting edge of what's really starting to explode, right? And we call it the real food movement, um, the fresh snacking set. But yeah, it really started with 20 kids and really with 13 okay. kids. You, you got to talk about your dad. No, no, you got to say, okay, so we wrote a story about a Perfect Bar in, in a Hatch magazine, which is like our business innovation magazine. And it was like a timeline of when you guys first started. And the details along this 13, 15 year run are pretty cool. And I it's, feel like anybody that has ever owned or started or dreamed about starting a business will relate. So, I mean, you slept yeah. on the top of a freezer in the back of a Absolutely. van driving around. It's outrageous. It, it, if you look at our story, it's about as nutty as it gets. And I have to use all these puns so pardon me <laughs> yeah. um no in 2005 we started the company because my dad fell ill with skin cancer mm-hmm. um it was starting to progress he was an old-time bodybuilder back in the 60s and 70s worked with jack lane when he got to a point where it was crippling he was bedridden i came i was playing basketball in college i dropped down to college my mom said hey we're out of money we need to figure out something quickly so we looked at all of our options, and we used to sell these bars in Ziploc bags to our friends. Little little sacks, right? No way. <laughs> I kid you not. Oh I was say, and that uh, doesn't sound like you're selling protein <laughs> bars. <so. laughs> I know, it doesn't. Well, we did that. I kid you not. And, and, and so the idea popped, and everybody who's trying our bar says, oh, my gosh, this is the best bar I've ever tasted. And right? doesn't, isn't the story that your dad made them for you guys when you he were did. kids and figured out how to make his, because he was a bodybuilder, you, his protein thing. You that know he the ate. story. You're, you know the well, story well. We wrote well, the story in the magazine. But I mean, I just think that's so interesting that he got his own kids to eat it. So then you guys got other people to eat it. Exactly. And then years later, when you needed an income source, it's like, let's try selling those bars. You're exactly right. And, and the foundation of this bar really comes with us not taking our whole food supplements. So, you know, the, the mega food supplements or the garden of life supplements or whole food supplementation. He used to give us uh, supplements as kids. Well, we hated taking our supplements. So he'd find the supplements all over the bus because we lived in a bus like the Partridge family. I kid you not. Yes. Four years in a bus, I 12 you kids for- traveling around the country. My yes. dad would lecture at different universities. Uh-huh. We were homeschooled. My wife says that explains a lot. <laughs> but we literally would go to different uh, universities. He would uh, go through a whole lecture, and then we would come up on stage and sing. <laughs> and and I kid you, we were the Keith Trap family singers. That's what he called oh after God. the bar. And he, he lectured yeah, about yeah. about my, about so, whole food nutrition mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Exactly. And so um, 
So he had this bright idea to take the whole food supplements, grind it into a powder, and that's the 20 superfoods that you see in the back of the bar. So you're getting a complete meal. Mix it with organic nut butter and honey, and that's how the perfect bar was born. So when we needed to make that move, we said, hey, what is it going to take? We need a wrapper that looks professional because we're hand rolling these bars. <laughs> so we sold our house, moved into a rental, bought an expensive wrapper machine and hand rolled bars, shoved it through the wrapper, and I went off selling. In well, a van? In a van. Well, the first year and a half, we were going, I mean, it was we were running out of money. And no bank would approve a line of credit for a company, a refrigerated bar. It was unheard of. So They're like, I will sign you kids to my record com uh, <laughs> company, yeah. but no. That was that more bar, viable no, than no. getting a loan, you know? So so we finally got our break. We got into a, a Whole Foods store up in Northern California, one store, because I was going door to door. I was trying everything imaginable. Got into this store and literally slept in my car for 30 days and demoed at this same store because after those 30 days, we'd get a report back from the buyer if it was successful or not. And this so was thought, huge. This was, I mean, you needed this to work. Yeah. If, if this didn't work, then we were done. Yeah. So after those 30 days, and I always say I, sh I showered at 24 Hour Fitness. Yeah. So let's, let's <laughs> and be very clear about that. And he had to keep the bars that. refrigerated. <laughs> so he had a big refrigerator in the back so, of the van and he would sleep on it. And that. I'd sleep on that. You're exactly right. And we and that was part of the country, yeah, nationwide expansion too. So after those 30 days, it was successful. We ended up getting to 10 more stores. And now we're one of the most successful brands in Whole Foods one of the fastest growing brands in the country so i mean you think about that i mean all the heartache and, that you went through obviously with your father fa fa um, falling ill the family of which uh, 13 of you 13 of th us 13 of yep. you you know what i mean really out of money yeah. i mean you are completely guys, drained the, the, the family is nearly destitute mm -hmm. you know that must have been i mean was there was there when you finally got that whole foods contract was there a big coming together with the family going i mean i would oh. i think that'd be a group cry i would cry you're exactly right well that really came about four years after after that because okay. really it came in small segments right mm -hmm. so you'd get a store here five stores here yeah. constantly on the brink of of collapsing for yeah. years because right? you were still hand rolling them at that and point you still guys were making all the products and we literally were hand rolling them all the way up to when we got into costco and and i'll never forget my sister came to me and she said bill you expect us to supply costco by hand rolling <laughs> and we had a station we had a line of people just constantly and it was it's tough work, right? Where so was this? Where, where, this was this is right off of uh, Eastgate Mall in Miramar. Okay, um, right next to the station out there, the Miramar Air Station. So the Von Trapp family singers so are rolling nut butter so we with hand whole food powder. You're exactly right with whole, For whole food foods powder across the dang nation. And and that's that's really how we got our start. And then we were able to find some folks that made us equipment specifically to press the bar, because the difference with this bar, they're not baked; they're cold pressed. That's how you can taste that fresh, you know, flavor. So when we find these machines to do it, that was a big breakthrough. And then we were able to take off the straps and let the company grow. And, you and know, why not baking and cold pressing? Because that preserves nutrients, right? You're exactly right. We don't want to bake it. Um, part of it is nutrient um, preservation. We have the 20 whole foods in there, which if you if you you know, high heat those foods, you're not going to um, receive the nutrient benefits that you would otherwise. Also, a lot of the enzymes that are active in the bar um, and just the taste. You can taste that just like you have a jar of Skippy's, not Skippy's, Laura Scudder's peanut butter, fresh nut butter. Mm -hmm. You can really taste the difference in, as opposed to, you know, processed nut butter. 
Um, so yeah, so after we, we got to that next level, then we started to look at different avenues and say, okay, it works in natural, we call natural whole foods type stores across the country. Now let's make the conversion to club in sort of a mass type appeal. And we did it through demos. We didn't have a marketing budget. Um, you literally, all the finances, because the bar is so expensive to make, would go back into making the product. So we were bootstrapped with no loan, no financing for 11 years. And that's huge. Any, oh, any entrepreneur or young business that knows what that takes to grow a business to multi-millions worth of, of sales all being Without bootstrapped. Without investment. With no ulcer medicines, therapy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, it uh, it's been an unbelievable journey, and now we're finally we're we're at that point to where we're looking at okay, now that we have these funds, what kind of good can we do? We're part of Junior Achievement. We're part of um, feeding San Diego. We're part of helping the homeless. All these different avenues where we can give back. It really has come full term. Or and full are you cycle. still in San Diego? What's the operation like now locally? Yeah, so we have we have uh, facilities in the Midwest, we have facilities in LA, and we still have our original facility in Miramar. That same plant that we grew when we first got into the space, it was a suite, and now we have the whole building. Um, and you know, just the American dream. You see this growth across the board. You see the consumer demand for more fresh products, more fresh type of ingredients, and because of that demand, you know, we've been able to ride that success. Yeah, I mean, the American dream is spelled W-O-R-K. I yeah. mean, you no worked doubt. your ass off for years. And, you know, every, There's no shortcuts. No, and you know, so I used to be in the music industry, and you know, that's when you'd hear about, about a band being an overnight success. You know, like Blink-182 was our, was our high school band. You know, and everybody's like, oh my God, they came out of nowhere. I'm like, are you kidding me? They've been playing our high school and college parties for 10 years wow. before they broke. Wow. The same thing with yeah. you. I mean, just it's just crazy how much work and how many times you come close to just losing yeah. everything. You're exactly right. Yeah. Right on the edge constantly. And part of young entrepreneurs, and I, I mentor a lot of young entrepreneurs that are in this space. And in whenever they get into the, the industry, I say, you know, how well are you able to handle adversity and just living on that knife edge? Because that's where you're going to live for a long time. Sleep under the freezer. Sleep on a fridge. Oh. So I have two more questions. I want to get to our mm -hmm. hot topic too. But how many of your siblings still work for the company? And what do you think your dad would think of all of this? Yeah, so we have uh, five. And it, it fluctuates one or two, uh, depending upon the school year. Uh, we have five working in the company. Um, they range from my sister is our president. Um, my other sister is our director of operations. Um, then you have a salesperson and a, a quality person or um, ops person. Um, and my father, he he passed away about four years into it. Okay, so he mm -hmm. saw he saw starting to turn the corner. And I'll never forget. You know, we in our sort of our closing time together, he, he said, "This is unreal." You know, and and he was this kind of person. He said, "Bill." You're buying refrigerators for these stores. He said, those aren't profitable, I can guarantee. <laughs> That's the kind of person he was. And I said, Dad, you know what? We're turning a profit. He's like, I have a hard time believing that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you homeschool me on math yeah. and yeah. let me show you the math. <laughs> totally. Oh, it was totally. such a great San Diego story. Thank you for coming um, mm -hmm. and, and joining us and, and telling everybody about it. Stay with us while we talk about our hot topic and our, our, our small bites, will you? Um, Absolutely. Constellation Brands, I guess, is laying off or did lay off 
um, their craft sales team. So Constellation is the big beer and spirits and wine company that bought Ballast Point. For mm-hmm. a billion dollars? I think? For a billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago. And promised... Was it two billion or a billion? One. It was one. One B, one billion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Jesus, that's enough. <laughs> um, and has made a point to say, it's this is not a... We're not swallowing this into a big giant thing. It's still going to be craft, yada, yada. So I think mm-hmm. this is probably landing pretty hard. Well, and AB mm-hmm. InBev had just um, laid off its craft beer sales team about... I think it was in February, and that was 380 people. You know, so wow. that a lot of these companies that went into it um, are are kind of jettisoning the craft beer because craft beer craft sales beer salespeople. We have to be clear about that. People. Not the craft beer, not, not the people that are making the beers no, or the right. the marketing, whatever. Just the people that are out selling it and out maintaining those relationships. Apparently, that that work with the distributors. Yes. I imagine mm-hmm. exactly. When, and this, it what time the timing of this one is weird with Constellation because they're investing four billion dollars in canopy growth, which is a Canadian. Cannabis company, so I mean, a lot of I think what they're seeing is a little bit of slow in the craft beer sales, Mm -hmm. and weed is just going like a hockey stick straight up. You know, I mean, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of Americans, United States um, states that are legalizing it, California Mm -hmm. being one, obviously. You know, and there's so much money to be made in that industry, and a lot of the big companies, including cigarette companies, alcohol companies, whatever, want to get in on that. And how do you get in on that? You 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 basically get rid of some of the things that aren't as performing as well as you thought crap mm-hmm. beer hmm. i really i meant to i got busy this afternoon but before the podcast i wanted to reach out to jill who we've had on the podcast for oh, who, yeah. who's in sales for um pizza port mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i wonder that would be a good maybe blog for you to just to see what what does it mean to be in sales in craft beer and how does mm-hmm. this affect a craft beer brand i feel like we know we hear a lot about the brewers and we hear a lot about the entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and the business owners but i imagine that the sales force probably is actually the most people are involved in that and i wonder what this means well and it's so cra- it's such a crowded market now i mean yeah. if you look at san diego I mean, we got how many breweries i think it's over 200 mm-hmm. now two yeah, 100, 160 plus? Yep. 160 plus right now. I mean, that's a lot of competition, which is great for craft beer in San Diego. And people have asked me this before. Do you think that the market is saturated? I said, you know what it's saturated with is product. What's not mm-hmm. saturated with is good product. So now we've hit the saturation market, yeah. saturation point of how many breweries are there. Now just the cream is going to rise to the top. And we are going to have an amazing, yep. even better craft beer scene because there's not room for crap anymore. Hmm. Yep. You know? A renaissance is coming. Yeah. Typically with you know businesses that are in our kind of space where food uh, distribution and manufacturing or even when it comes to alcohol as well um, the distributors and field team those are the folks that get cut first is what you typically see mm-hmm. a, when there's a problem or when, just when things are when contracting? there's a financial exactly whenever okay. things are contracting or you're financially strapped a lot of those things are in combination usually um, you'll see the field team just, you know, and, it, and it's sad because the field team is what's, you know, proven to, you know, create all these orders and, and grow your business. And But, you know, a lot of companies, and I'm not saying this is it for that situation, but a lot of companies see those relationships as less and less vital. And they're looking at trying to, whenever there comes down to a need to make a cut, that's where it gets cut. Yep. That you think you can just send an order form and you don't, don't yeah. need the guy to go right. hang out and, with them. And with Ballast Point, you may be able to do that. Sculpin is one of the most you know, widely recognized beers on the planet. You know, I mean, do you need as many people out there selling Sculpin? You know, I mean, Sculpin kind of sells itself, yeah. you know. Mm. 
I wish that we had talked to somebody and had more detail to give you or more meaning, but maybe we'll call someone or we'll do but a blog just, or something about we're it. We're just we'll doing just, our gut instincts yeah, we'll on people who watch the up. industry and yes, now we'll no, get yeah, people that are actually It's really relevant. Some the, educated the, guesses. Yeah, the story is in um, Beer Street Journal and we will make sure to link mm-hmm. to that. Um, we will also link to the story we did about Perfect Bar and everything that we've talked about on the podcast, so don't worry about remembering everything. Um, we are down to two people 50 bucks. Okay, two people 50 bucks. I want to go, I'll, I'll start with my review of this month is at Himitsu. Um, it's in La Jolla. Oh, you got to go. I got nice. to go. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> poor trying. Aaron tried to. Oh, to, no, I'm still trying. Still haven't been. Hey, I reserved under a different name like I always do. How and far I got in to A day. Two days. God, of course, I, always... I ate at 5 p.m. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but and then I went for lunch as I've well. I've been dying to okay. try this. Place. Now, this is not a $50 um, restaurant. This is obviously the pro- one of the protégés of um, Master Ota. Master Ota opened up Sushi Ota in Pacific Beach in 1990. It does not surprise me that we're now finally seeing a bunch of the spin-offs. You have Hane. You've got, um, oh, what's the name of the second one? I always forget. It's over in Little Italy. It's Sancho? No. Sancho Sushi. Shino. Ah. Shino. Thank Shino. you. Shino Sushi. And now this is the third one, a protege of Master Ota's for 10 years because it takes 10 years to really become an itame, which is like, you know, kind of a sushi a master. I mean, mm-hmm. 10 years is the average. You learn how to, you hmm. know, identify fish. Then you learn how to cut fish. Then you learn how to, you know, make rice. Sushi actually means rice. It does not mean fish. Huh. You know, it means seasoned rice. So the rice is one of the most important things. You spend a year doing that. Anyways, um, Himitsu is one, uh, one of his now expanded empires, and it's fantastic. You're not going to get it there for 50 bucks. What you can do is get one of my favorite things that I found on the menu. It is a wasabi Caesar salad. A wasabi Caesar salad sounds so simple. It comes out, it just looks like a mound of cheese with lettuce. And you're like, oh, God, this is going to suck. It's fantastic. It's so mm. perfectly balanced with just that little bit of heat. It's so good. And then you can get there um, one of each. You can get a um, soft shell crab in their ponzu. Um, soft shell crab, it comes with like the entire crab. Yes, you got to eat its leg and its head and everything else and it's just one of the most delicious things you'll ever have so you just eat the head and it's good so good is it crunchy yes it's crunchy and soft and it, and it doesn't it doesn't give oh. me the shivers when no you it eat doesn't it. Give, me, give me the shivers at all because we should be eating the entire animal if you can well i Every, know we should but does it? i know i know does it actually though or are you just thinking no i you know now i'm fine with it the first time that i got served of a whole fish with its eyes looking at me it was at uh, a, a indigo grill you know and it was that whole fish and i went oh <laughs> no, I'm like, no. You don't eat the fish no. eye in that case. In no. this case, you, you eat the whole. You eat everything. Yes, yes. Okay. My brother ate fish eyes. Yeah. We'd have to pay him though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you don't actually taste those. I mean, it just tastes like honestly, just like potato chips and it's, it's mm. delicious like shrimpy mm. potato chips. I'm dying oh, to go. Right. I really want to go. I didn't mm. know you were reviewing that. That's exciting. Um, we should make a note. It's very difficult to get into, so make a reservation early if you'd like to eat it like a normal hour, like <laughs> seven o'clock. <laughs> and I, we should say I don't think it's affiliated with Ota anymore. I think it's its own restaurant. It is oh, it's, its own restaurant. It was just an OTA protege yes, for 10 Yes, but it's not yes. like part of that group yes. or anything. Okay, how about you? Two people, 50 bucks to spend. Where would you go? Oh, gosh. Let's see. You know where I usually go? And this is Bearback. In Pacific Beach, mm-hmm. they have the uh, Kili, uh, Kili Wango, the Kili Wango uh, burger. Kili Wango? Longo. Longo. Kili, Kili Longo. Longo. It uh, it's it's my favorite burger place. Um, I believe their burgers are grass USDA or grass fed, and mm-hmm. I maybe organic or for sure grass fed. Um, absolutely delicious. I don't need a ton of meat, but whenever I have that craving, that's where I go. Kili Longo, what comes on it? So it it has the jalapenos, okay. right? And they, yeah. they it's it's uh, sliced uh, perfectly thin. You have this this sauce that's like a 
oh, like a burger sauce, but it's it's a little bit more uh, tangy in, in uh-huh. some sorts. Barbecue um, sauce, David Singh. Yeah, yeah, a little barbecue oh, in there. Da- that's what it is. David's too. with you on <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just, I completely agree. It's one of my favorite burgers yeah. in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm like cheers oh, to that. that yeah, yeah, cheers to that. <laughs> exactly. Okay, um, bareback grill. Do you still live in in Mission Beach? I you do. I haven't grown up quite yet. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where you guys so, started the company, right? Or well, so yeah. So my father actually, we stayed in the motorhome at the beach for years. So that was like a home. And okay, I'd look yeah. at these homes and I'd be like, someday I'm going to live there when I'm there. Now I actually oh live God. in one of those homes, you know. In Mission Beach or Pacific um, Beach? In Pacific Beach. Actually, um, pretty close to Kate Sessions Park. Oh, I don't know if you know amazing. where that overlooks that Great area. Beautiful park. Yeah, right on the. Uh, edge of La Jolla up there so um, still out of the party scene you know a little <laughs> bit more grown up up there um, I, you know I have two kids and anyway what you uh, need after you go out in the party scene is a perfect <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. how about exactly. you Archie do you have two people 50 bucks yeah I went to Tokaya Organica and the gas lamp it just opened up a few weeks ago it's a big big in LA There's they have multiple locations there and they just opened up and you know the options down here aren't wonderful they're okay. There's, but it was r- really nice to go to a place where I had healthy options, stylish place, a good place to go for lunches mm-hmm. with other writers or publicists. You know, a nice place to go to. And I got, I got. Or your husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, he doesn't really come down for lunch. <laughs> I just kind of, yeah. Didn't somebody say once I married you for breakfast and dinner, not for lunch? <laughs> you got to go find something to do in the middle of the day. Yeah. Somebody famous said that. I don't know who it is. Well, that's my situation. It's true. That's yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> and so I went there twice in one week, actually, and I got two different bowls. They have like cilantro lime rice. They have adobo tofu they have meat also really good drinks like basil watermelon basil lemonades it was really great and it's hopping oh my god where is it it's on um like fifth and f okay um beautiful space very popular it's fast casual so order at the counter and then you go sit I mean, mm. that blows my mind. Fifth and F to me is like Martini Ranch. <laughs> I can't believe that there's Tokaya Organica over there, whatever it is. I We're going to link to it. That and I great. always see SDM staffers there when I'm going to pick up my food. Mm. So it's very popular. You want to pitch Archana, she'll be there. Do you remember the Martini, the Martini, the Martini Ranch? That was back in the day when Apple Teenies were huge. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, that day, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think they're still huge in Pacific Beach. But, <laughs> <laughs> that's when Maloney's and Ole Madrid, that was a whole era. Uh, okay, that's it, you guys. We're done. Oh, thank you <laughs> thank was, you perfect bar you guys you should try these they're really cool yeah they are they're fantastic and obviously they have a ton of uh, nutrition in them and they, they don't taste like they have a ton of nutrition meaning that they taste good and a great story I love that you guys have old family photos in the back of the boxes I think that's cool thank you for having me guys it's been a pleasure sure. yeah. absolutely we'll see you guys next see week see you guys